I need help. I need more faith. I need a new start. I need to work harder on my career. I need to find me. I need to get my groove back. I need a fucking drink. I need new clothes, money, babysitter, booty call. Oh, oh, oh. I need it all. This is Red, and I've got the red print. It's been a minute, but I'm back for a very important reason. Election Day is around the corner. October 21st, next Monday, it's a federal election. Get out there and vote. Now, who the heck to vote for? Well, that's what I'm trying to find out. So today I want to bring in my confidant, my BFF, my boy from the hood, my producer, my, my, just my everything, Mr. Know-it-all, Mr. Nia Singh. He's back. Welcome, counsel. Thank you, Red. It's a pleasure to be here on The Red Print with you. Thank you. So last time we talked about baby mamas and getting that child support. Today, I want to talk about something equally important. The election is around the corner, federal election, and so much has been going on. There's been so much buzz in the news. Everybody's talking about it. And um, who do we vote for? Where do we start? So let's talk about the parties that are voting. Um, I know there's conservative, there's the liberals, there's the Green Party, there's NDP. And am I missing anybody? Yeah, there's the Rhino Party, there's the Marijuana Party. There's Are you a whole joking bunch of, right now? No, dead serious. The OBB Party? No, if you go The old on, school party? Uh, <laughs> <Where's it? laughs> I want the old I school party. I would vote party. for the old school party. Right? If you go to Elections Canada, you'll see all the different candidates and all the different parties. But the more important ones are the major ones that have a chance to form government, which are the Liberals, the Conservatives, the Greens, and the NDPs. And most people write off the Greens because they say that they don't have a chance to form government, and a lot of people write off the NDP, even though I think Jagmeet Singh is probably the most promising leader that we have Is that your election. cousin, by the way? Not my cousin. We share the same name. <laughs> We're both lawyers. But right. uh, no, he's, he's a good person, and um, we know each other. But no, not my cousin. But what I'm saying is you got parties that are traditional parties, which are the Conservatives and the Liberals, and then you have the other ones, such as the NDP Greens and then the Rhinos and the People's Party and the Bloc Québécois and all these other things. But what you need to do is really go to Elections Canada, type up your postal code and see who the candidates are in your riding. Once you read about them, you can decide who you feel you align your views with and then start paying attention to the leaders of the parties and the party's history. So it's not enough to just look up Andrew Scheer and say, okay, I know what the conservatives are about. You need to look back to Stephen Harper and Brian Mulroney and other people like that and look at the history of the party to say where did their allegiances lie. From my experience, conservatives seem to be anti-immigrant. They are not proponents of same-sex marriage and they are very heavy when it comes to law and order. They look more of incarcerating people and jailing them instead of finding the root causes of their issues and preventative measures. Whereas the liberals are more open-minded, they spend money, but they spend money on social programming, which makes them you know, a party that I would lean towards. But then you have the NDP, who's even more extreme when it comes to spending money and socialism, as, as they call it, but thinking about the community. And then on the roundup, you have the Green Party. The Green Party is traditionally about the environment, but also a lot of new um, platform ideas that speak to everyday Canadians. So understand who it is that you align your views with, but more importantly, you must vote. Because if you don't vote, you're allowing somebody else to make the choice for you. Right. Um, 
Now for for the single mom, for the single baby mama, how important is her vote? I mean, I, I've seen it many times. I know even growing up, you know, three kids, two kids, whatever the case is. Oh, I'm not working. Oh, that's for the upper class, uh, the middle class. My vote doesn't matter. I'm not included. What do you think? I think when you look at the stats, 60% of Canadians voted in the last federal election, which means there's a whole 40% that did not. And if every one of those people exercised their vote, they could change the whole course of Canadian politics. So for the single mother who's not voting, who thinks her vote doesn't matter, think twice. It's better for you to choose your own destiny than to have somebody else choose it for you. Um, there are parties such as the NDP who want to make childcare more accessible. Um, through your tax dollars, through allocating the taxes you already spend into things like daycare subsidies. And then there's people like the conservatives who don't want to put your mm-hmm. tax dollars towards subsidies. So for a single mother, yeah, she should know what the parties stand for and who they vote for because it also affects your children. The decisions that are made today have repercussions five, 10 years down the right. line. So um, take the time and learn about these parties. Even the tax, the, the child tax benefit, I saw that Justin Trudeau is um, proposing that for children under a year, they can actually increase this up to $1,000. I was like, whoa. But then again, times have changed. The cost of living has gone up. Um, What do you think about that? I think it's a good promise, but you also have to be wary of political promises. A lot of politicians around election time, they say things that to get the attention of the voters. Like an ex-boyfriend trying to get back in. Definitely, baby, I'm going to be there. I'm going to take care <laughs> of you. do it again. Don't worry. Yeah, that, that's exactly what right. politics is like, right? And that's why people um, call politicians liars. And that's why people don't vote. But what they have to realize is voting decides your future, whether you like it or not. And it's better for you to spend that dollar that's in your pocket before it expires rather than someone else spend their dollar, which outweighs yours. I think a lot of people are intimidated especially if you're not around educated people speaking about the matter, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the TV, you know, and then um, the media, I should say, also influences it in a sense. What do you think about the media? Oh, for sure. The media plays a huge part in how people vote. I can tell you, I've been watching over the summer and they were talking about Andrew Scheer and Justin Trudeau and their campaign trail. And I was saying in my mind, you know, how come I'm not hearing about Jagmeet Singh? And then all of a sudden when the debates happen and Jagmeet performs well, they're like, oh, Jagmeet uh, exceeded our expectations. Well, that's because the media pigeonholed him to be excluded Mm. from the discussion. And now that they're bringing him in slightly, that's changing the political landscape. It's like a backhanded compliment, no? It is a backhanded compliment for sure. But the media, who they allow you to hear about influences your vote. Like go back to the mayoral election. All they spoke about was John Tory and Jennifer Keysmat. But there were 50 people Mm -hmm. running for mayor. Same thing. They only talk about three parties usually, liberal, conservative, NDP. But then there's the Greens. But then there's a whole other slew of parties who people don't know about. So media big time, it influences your vote. And that's why you have to take the time to do a bit of research for yourself. Right. And, you know, it's no secret about Justin Trudeau with the, the brown face painted, black face painted. I even had friends in the States like, what is going on in your country? First, your mayor smoking crack. Now this. Um, I was like, hey, we're not going to talk about your <laughs> your president. But what do you think about that? Do you think that was a racist move? Do you think that was um, 
that he wasn't being mindful? Do you think that was an immature move? What do you think? I think it was definitely immature and not mindful. I don't view Justin Trudeau as a racist. Mm-hmm. I've seen his policies. I've seen how he interacts with people. I get the impression that he is a caring person. Uh, but unfortunately, probably his upbringing, probably his environment, being mm-hmm. in privileged, privileged, yeah, right. privileged schools around rich people who aren't exposed to um, diversity may have caused him to dress this way or paint himself that way. But even on a deeper level, I have a feeling Justin Trudeau likes black culture and he probably enjoys dressing up as weird as it sounds. Um, Hey, holiday. You know, people dress up as things they want to be like. Right. So I've never seen him, or at least the allegations aren't that he was making fun of black people. Mind you, I don't agree with it. It was hurtful for some. Hurtful for some, definitely. And disrespectful and inconsiderate, but not racist. I'm more concerned about racist policies from politicians, such as wanting to label um, city youth as gang members and saying that there's a mandatory minimum of five years that they'd be locked in jail if they speak to another person associated with a gang. Wow. Like These are the things that Andrew Scheer and the conservatives want to put forward. And these are scary policies because we know in Toronto what they're doing is labeling every young black man who's involved in a shooting, unfortunately, as a gang member. Um, and what's that doing is creating fear. And what that does is actually... Pigeonhole put, you yeah, and, and ruin and, your future. And puts young mm-hmm. black men at risk. Instead of saying, why are these people shooting each other? Let us put some community resources, education, employment. No, they'd rather just say, lock them up, throw away the key. That's not how we make progress. And and these are the type of things that certain parties promote. What about your letter to Justin Trudeau? I had a chance to read it. Um, It was an open letter. Did he respond? No, he didn't respond. I didn't send send it to him directly because I figured he's pretty busy. But what I did do is write the letter so that people in the community could understand how politics works. Basically, I said to Trudeau, I said, um, you know, There's an election coming, obviously, and the right wing side of the spectrum is united. They only have the conservative party to vote for. And the left wing is divided. You have the NDP, the liberals Mm -hmm. and the Greens. And how you, you break it down is if you have 10 votes available and you have a set of people who believe in the right wing style of politics and a set of people believe in the left wing, you could have six people on the left wing and four people on the right wing but still those four people on the right wing side will win. And and this is how it breaks down. If two votes go to the NDP, two votes go to the liberal and two votes go to the greens, the four votes on the conservative side still outweigh any one of those parties, which means they end up getting power. That's how Ontario got Doug Ford. It wasn't because more people voted for Doug Ford. Actually more people voted against Doug Ford. It just so happened that the right wing side was united and the left wing was fractured. So my letter to Trudeau was, please sit down with Elizabeth May and Jagmeet Singh because they are two progressive candidates and form a coalition so you can protect um, Canada. Because if the conservatives and Sheer, in my opinion, if they get in, they're going to tear this country apart, just like Doug Ford's been tearing this province apart and just like Donald Trump's been tearing America apart. Mm-hmm. It's a trend that we have to avoid. So it was basically a cry to Justin Trudeau to think more maturely, to think about Canadians and to speak to the other people that think like him, such as Elizabeth May and Jagmeet Singh, and ensure that um, 
Andrew Scheer and the conservatives don't form government. Right. I was, you know, telling you earlier, I watched American Horror Stories. They had an episode, well, season about voting. And it started with a young man watching Donald Trump. And he's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. And he had his red cap on and he got out there and he incited fear. It, it was almost like he became a worker for Trump. It was really crazy to watch. How much do you think politics influences um, the young people of today? Uh, with young people, I don't think they're influenced that much, unfortunately. I think middle-aged people and older people, definitely. Young people are so disconnected. They're, <laughs> they're not They're taught. so narcissistic. They don't care. They don't care. because they <laughs> Selfie <think> time. <laughs> exactly. They don't think it affects them. Right. There is a segment of young people that do pay attention, but usually those people are from the wealthy families and elite because they understand the importance of voting. Mm -hmm. It's the poor sections of the community or middle class who are so focused on their everyday struggle to make a dollar, save money, and pay the bills. They don't teach their kids about politics. They don't talk about how important it is. And when they come home from work, they'd rather just take a rest than go out and vote. And that's the concern. So I think politics greatly influences people's behavior. Um, I remember when Doug Ford got elected, we had that incident at the ferry terminal where the guy said to the Muslims, take off the hijab, this is my That's country. That's what I mean, it promotes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it promotes hatred if there's hatred and it promotes kindness if there's a kind leader. Mm, so we point. really have to focus on making sure we have the right leader, but also making sure that you actually vote. Don't just let it pass you by. Well, after reading all the platforms, I'm a little confused and that's why I wanted to talk to you because, you know, you, you look at families and how they're affected. And if you're a homeowner, that's another part of it. And these are all things that you have to consider because your tax dollars are being affected. So, yeah, I'm a bit confused. Yeah. Um, well, think about this. Your tax dollars are always going to be going to the government. It's how does the government spend your tax dollars? And you don't want a government um, cutting away social programs and funding businesses, giving sanctions to big businesses because your money's not really going far. And at the same time, you don't want all your money going to every charity there is in the country and outside the country. You want a fair-minded, balanced approach. But that's the real key with taxes. Um, taxes will go. How do they spend them? So when you look at the costed budgets, if you look on each platform for each of the major parties, they'll tell you how they're going to spend your money. And maybe that would be a good way to test who you'll vote for. Because if the liberals have a plan to spend your money the way you think it should be spent, then vote for them. If the NDP does, vote for them. And if the conservatives do, you know, vote for them. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to tell anyone how to vote, but I want people to understand voting is more than just a name or a color or who your parents voted for. Um, I know we were talking earlier and, and you had mentioned how uh, people voted for liberals and, and traditionally West Indian families vote for liberals because under Pierre Trudeau, um, a lot of our countries immigrated to Canada. Right. So don't just do it because somebody else did it. Sometimes it happens like that. I remember years ago um, filling out one of those surveys for radio. I was in a radio at the time and I went to a focus group and I actually signed the station that I've seen billboards, a grandfather station, that a dinosaur station. It's been around forever just because that sounded familiar. 
Right. And you weren't doing it based on your personal choice. You're doing what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how people vote. People vote for who they think is going to win or who they hear other people say um, they should vote for. Take that power away from others. Use your own voice. Use your own intellect and, and vote. What about Jagmeet saying being a visible minority? And first of all, I don't even like that. Can we just remove that from the equation? I hate hearing that. Use visible it. minority. It's how how are minorities, how how are people of color or uh, that are that are of a different race called the minority right now, and especially in Toronto, it's a psychological game it's crazy. since the seventies and eighties. You know because. They were. It's more like the visible majority. majority. That's what it is. So, <laughs> it's a whole different day. So yeah, well, let's just. Like I remember being the low brown girl in the class. Now I'm like Shiloh. Where where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Which one's my son? Please. You know, let's both eliminate that usage yeah, of the word. Yeah, I right? think so. Yeah, but seeing Jagmeet Singh up there is is really refreshing. He's right, the, changing faces. He's the first non-white leader of a political party in Canada since the British North America Act. Wow. Right. So um, it, it signals a change, but what concerns me is when I hear people say, I've heard people say this, I know people who won't vote for him simply because he's brown. They like him, they like what he says, but they say wow. they would never vote for a brown person in a turban. And that shows you- That's sad. It's very sad. It shows you where our mentality is as a country. Um, we can need to change those things, but I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm happy he's doing what he's doing. He's gonna inspire a lot of people. And I think he's the actual best choice for leader um, this country has right now. So you never even told me that. Wow, I've been bugging this man, asking him, who should I vote for? What? What do you think? What do you think? He's like, right, I'll call you back. This is a loaded question. We'll talk, we'll talk. And then now, like, this just came out. Okay, but let me load the question now. This is the issue. In a riding, if you have liberal and conservative and NDP and you vote for NDP because you like Jagmeet, and then you have a lot of people in that same riding who are gonna vote liberal, what you're actually doing is splitting the vote in half and then gives the conservatives a chance to take that seat. That's why this election is so strange in particular in the sense that I would rather support whichever candidate in the riding has more support to ensure the conservatives don't get that seat. So as much as I think Jagmeet is the best choice for leader right now, if I know where I'm living, the majority of people are going to vote liberal, I'm not going to put my vote to NDP to split that vote and that's give the conservatives a chance. That's what somebody said to me too. Yeah, and, and that's the sad that's reality. That's the sad part about it. Yeah, and, and that's why my letter to Trudeau was about uniting the left. Like the conservatives, I mean the liberals, the greens, and the NDP should just abolish their party and make one party. So there's no confusion. We can all vote left or we can all vote right. Um, yes, choice is great, but when there's only one choice for the other side, that puts you at a disadvantage because they're unified and we're not. One world, one president. One day maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a, a woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much. I think it's very important that we all vote. I know I'll be voting once again, October 21st. That's on a Monday between 9.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. There's no excuse. I gotta go pick up boo-boo. I gotta go to work. I gotta do this. I gotta do my eyebrows, my lashes. Listen, 
You can go out there and vote. Will you be voting, Mr. Singh? I have voted already. What? Yeah, I voted on the weekend in the advance polls. A man who pays his bills before the due date. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> but I did vote in the advance poll. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to get out there and vote. Hopefully you all do the same. Thank you so much, Nia Singh. How can we find you on Instagram and your practice? How can we find you? Instagram, Nia Singh, K-N-I-A-S-I-N-G-H. And my practice, Ma'at Legal, M-A-A-T-L-E-G-A-L dot C-A. Don't keep him too busy. I need him. I call him every day, every minute, literally. All right, real quick, my soul tip. I like this one. It says, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. So cheers to all the people coming together and just bringing goodness in the world. I think that's the main point. Get out there and vote. I want to thank my sponsors, Six Degrees Studios. My lashes are looking great. You like them? I do. They're looking good. Thank you, ladies. I'll be seeing you really soon. Go and check them out. Six Degrees Studios, lashes, micro needling, extensions, brows, facials, Keratin lash lifts. I didn't even know they had that. Makeup, nails, and more. All kinds of laser treatments. 358 Danforth Avenue, 2B, Toronto, Ontario. For info, sixstudioinfo at gmail.com. There's your red print.